Blog Talk Radio. paths 
that we can go down that become so very divisive that we can no longer have a meaningful conversation. Something that I'm observing, because I happen to be a person who who is often on a bridge. And let me tell you, I was telling someone recently, the bridge is not the same as the fence, although it can be sometimes. But when you choose to build a bridge, to be a build bridger, what you're really trying to do is have at least some understanding of both sides of the river. Maybe we've all seen credible bridges. Um, In my life, I've known many unusual bridges. One such bridge is over Royal Gorge in Colorado. And that bridge is absolutely terrifying because when you stand on that bridge, or this is how it used to be, I haven't been there in a while, you literally can look through the slats to a river far, far below, way too far below. And if a car comes across that bridge, or this is how it used to be many, many years ago, you had to move to the side and you could feel the thing shake. The wind would blow it. It would sway in the wind. Why do bridges need to sway? There's a bridge, I think it was in Washington State, or maybe it was in Canada. It was somewhere in the Northwest that literally... um, got to the point where it swayed in such a way that it collapsed. And it's something that they teach engineers about nowadays, how how to build things in a way that, um, you know, things that unexpected things don't occur. And maybe I am stumbling over my words a bit tonight because my heart is both heavy and open at the same time. And I really got on the air not knowing exactly how I was going to say what I felt needed to be said. And I think one of the things that I've observed, knowing people of all different persuasions, is there is a perception of feeling hated in one way or another. And this is actually going around. It's not isolated to just one group. And I know that we're all talking about, you know, how, you know, this is a show about love versus fear. Shouldn't it be love versus hate? Well, you know what? The opposite of love is actually fear. It's not hate. And deep down, whatever it is, that motivates us when fear is in that equation and fear is always in the equation as long as we're human this is a show about the frontier beyond fear what does that mean does that mean we can eliminate fear altogether well i will tell you you can suspend the influence of fear you can do this with practice And it may take many, many years for many of us to work with this. And still, of course, we're human beings, so fear influences us. 
there is a sense of unease that many people are sharing this week in the United States. And there are many harsh things going on in other parts of the world as well. So I don't want to get too um, too focused on just this one corner because there are a lot of things going on that are very harsh in the world. And in comparison, this may not be, you know, the 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 most challenging journey what we're on right now. But I know that many people have fear in their hearts. And I would like to suggest to you that love, though it may seem trite to say it, is the answer. You may come from a very conservative background, something I love about Blog Talk Radio. I came from a very conservative background. I have many influences in my life. And, you know, I've I've had a, a tremendous spiritual journey that continues, but I certainly understand various points of view because of where I came from and where I am right now. And I will tell you that what we must begin to get a handle on, no matter what happens, is how we need to start being honest about what's hurting us in this country. And I'll extend that to the world. But what is it that hurts so very much? Because I can tell you that there are people of all political persuasions that are feeling this hurt and it motivates us to be how we choose to be. And often where this originates is when we are feeling misunderstood, yes, even hated, unloved in some way. And if we can only get to the center of this, um, they say that health care is a huge issue in the current election. And, you know, this is a place that is a really challenging area for a lot of people. And I think what we are most called to and what people would respect most of all on all sides is if we could just drop the spinning for a minute and be honest about what's happening and know that there are still a lot of people hurting with the current situation, huge deductibles, inaccessible health care, lots of difficulties. I read an article on the BBC, which I've been reading BBC News more recently because it tends to to be um it, it tends to give a different perspective and i welcome that perspective and they did an article on just this and it wasn't this is not partisan it is not a partisan issue and we need to rise above that 
and say that we still have a lot of work to do on this issue. Why am I bringing this up? Because it's influencing a lot of people. Yes, people are being helped with the state as it is. Of course, there are many people being helped, but there are also, surprisingly, a lot of people who can't afford those high deductibles or you know maybe they can get some some help with a premium but the deductibles I read in this article that was it was about a free clinic um somewhere in the south I believe and I don't have it in front of me but basically someone who was running this clinic said that that they have more patients today than they've ever had and that the having a deductible of like $5,000, anything in the thousands of dollars, you might as well tell you some people to pay a million dollars. Most people, what did I hear just the other day? I think it's 50%, and I hope I'm not, I'll be careful about quoting percentages. A huge percentage of people in the United States, and certainly in the world, have no savings whatsoever and live paycheck to paycheck. And so why is this important? Well, yes, it's important to think about pre-existing conditions and what that means. However, people are hurting. They're hurting in multiple ways, and they haven't found those solutions. People are afraid. People are feeling like they nobody understands them. This can be on all sides, um, and we need to find a way to get to a point of more understanding, I can tell you that there are a lot of stereotypes going around um, in in the dialogues I see. And when you really, to know people, to talk to them, people of different persuasions, you'll understand that it's more murky than the black and white issues that we hear. And again, I'm not I'm not attempting this is an unusual show. I, I'm I'm wanting people to reflect upon who they are, who they know, who is it that you love that may have a different perspective than you do. And is that person really a caricature or a stereotype? I would tend to wager not. There is a lot of doubt out there. You know, when people have conscience and don't be in denial that most of us do, unless you have some kind of an illness where you have no conscience. There are very few people who have no conscience whatsoever. Yes, those people are out there, but most of us have a sense of conscience. And that conscience is based in love. It's based in compassion. And be a lot of ambiguity when fear and doubt are in the mix. So the bridge is about humility. The bridge is about taking down our defenses and saying, what exactly are we attempting to accomplish here in this world? You know, 
pitched battles, they may seem to work for a while, but I think if we're learning anything right now is they don't work. They don't work. They don't last. And the only way we're going to really bring ourselves forward is on the bridge. And that starts with understanding. It starts with conversations. It starts with loving one another and exhibiting that openly. Unconditional love. What is it exactly? It's not hatred. It's not fear. I put up on my screen here a Bible verse that I think is meaningful. 1 John 4.18 There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Now, I find that verse very interesting given where it is. And something, the reason that you're finding more of my shows are are quoting um, loving verses from the Bible is because I feel that many of us yearn to find a way to believe in the highest things. If the Bible is the source that you have been taught, is the source of the information that you want to pay attention to, you really need to choose as to which parts of the Bible are going to be the most meaningful for you in your daily life. 1 Corinthians 13 is meaningful to everybody, whether you've ever seen a Bible or not. And that is totally about unconditional love. And I have done multiple shows on this passage, and there is a reason for it. It's a bridge. It's a bridge. It has things to say to all of us. And if I need to go back to it again, I absolutely will. In fact, I was almost going to name this show yet another another um, another variation of an exploration of this passage. And then I decided to be a little bit more courageous and just take on my honest reflections, take them on directly. Because what I'm seeing, yes, Many have cause for concern. I understand that. But when we cease to love our neighbors, and this applies in many different cases in every possible way, when we choose not to be on that path, we are asking for paths which will be filled with grief and strife because there is a time when things are retrievable, when things are fixable, and there is a time when it can seem like we are beyond repair. We're not to that point yet, but more of us need to start having honest, 
loving conversations with one another. And we need to cease the hatred. And that is on, that applies globally. We need to do our best to lay down our swords and talk to one another. Years ago, I was involved in the Oprah Forum, which I've talked about before. It was a discussion forum. And one of the things that made the Oprah Spiritual Forum so special, and I am still in contact with many people who were involved in this forum because we are lifelong friends and we're from different spiritual paths. And sometimes we would debate things and, you know, there was no question we would debate things. But we came to really have an affection for one another. And we started to change. We started to move in the direction of love and understanding. And it takes humility. That's a really important word. It takes humility to reach out to your brother and sister to reach out to the people around you and love them. You may feel hated. You may feel that there is intolerance that is resulting in in hate. There is a lot of that going around these days. But I will tell you that when you start connecting one to one to one to all, when people come to know you as just you in your communities, wherever you find yourself, when you're just side by side with your neighbors, you know... If there's a flood or an earthquake or whatever might happen in this world of ours that can be unpredictable, this world that can be a lot like climbing Everest sometimes. I was just watching another show on Everest. It seems to keep showing up on my path. And it is like climbing Everest, some of the tasks that we've been given in this world. I'll tell you, when we find ourselves in those sorts of situations, our differences disappear. Why is that? It's because deep down, love is stronger. Love changes hearts. Love awakens us. And it's important this week. I don't know what's going to happen this week. I have no idea. I will tell you For me, what I tended to reflect upon is how do I envision the future? What is the future world that I'd like to live in, and what does it look like? And that pretty much influenced any decision that I needed to make, is envisioning that future world. What What brings me back to the past, to a world that 
isn't what I'd like to see. It can be that simple. What's love? What's fear? Fear has as much power as we give it. Though we be human beings and it has its influence, we can quiet its voice. I used to be a very fearful person. Sometimes those fears come back. I used to worry about everything. And then something happened. Well, life happened. And my life, like many lives, it's been a journey, let me tell you. And I'm sure there have been other journeys that others have undertaken that are far more challenging, much more difficult ways of climbing Everest than my life. But every life carries its climbing sequences, let me tell you where maybe you find yourself, you think you don't even have a rope, and the chasm is below. Well, you know what? Life teaches us. And for me, it's really kind of miraculous. Spirituality, it's important to me. It's an anchor. I don't know what I'd do without it now. I know there are many people, and some people listening to this show who who really don't feel a need for any sort of spirituality. Now, for me, I asked for it. I came to a crossroads. I came to a point of decision, and I asked, show me the way and just put it out to the universe, to God, to the divine, to the angels, And what came back was truthfully pretty amazing, although be careful what you ask for. And I will tell you, if you look for miracles, you will see them. And I've seen plenty, and they are not explainable in any materialistic way. And they are things that anyone could look at. You know, there is evidence. In front of you, I've known people who've spontaneously recovered from illnesses. And there's a history of that in my own family. I've seen it happen multiple times, and I've heard it happen. It's how our family became spiritual on one side of it. And there were many forms of spirituality expressed as well, and yet the miracles found a way. So we're getting to the end of the 30 minutes that I scheduled here. And I just want to leave you with that simple, simple bit of advice. When you have to make a decision, what brings you closer to love? What brings you closer to fear? doubts about fears, what world do you choose to live in? Not what world do you think is being imposed upon you. Maybe you've studied end times prophecy. This show may go into overtime if you're listening. Um, I will tell you if you're listening to this show 
and it goes into overtime, and you want to hear it live, all you have to do is call 310-807-5104 and listen to it on the teleconference line. But you have to do that before it goes down. Or just listen to the podcast after. I know many of you are listening across time anyway, So, but those of you listening live, it's really that simple. What is the world that you'd like to live in? How would you like to envision it? You know, I was raised with this concept of heaven on earth. I've never been able to let it go. We're always looking for a utopia. Throughout history, we've been looking for a utopia. And there's a reason for that. We yearn for this place. We yearn for this place where there are no divisions, not between us or between God and us, however you perceive God to be, even if you don't believe in God, where we can just live in harmony with one another. But that actually takes understanding. It takes getting into the heads of one another and understanding where our fears and where our hurts are coming from. It is not about yelling at one another or dismissing one another. It's about getting to the heart of the matter. Where is our hurt coming from? Where are we suffering? What do we share? How do we choose to be with our neighbors? How do we choose? It's a choice. And as to other choices, that's all about what kind of a world do not only you want to live in, what kind of world do you, would you like your children to live in? I would say that's even more important. What kind of a world would you like your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren to live in? And how do we begin to get there Together, not divided, how do we find that space of awakening? The answer is love. Love never fails. And now these three remain faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Love is patient. Patient. What does that mean? Love is patient. It's not impetuous. It isn't accusatory. It's patient. It means I will walk with you. That's what love means. It means I will walk with you if you will walk with me. And we will see where our walk together will take us. It's patient. It's kind. It is not proud and Jumping around, 1 Corinthians 13. 
does not dishonor others. It's respectful. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. It is not the blame game. That's so easy. And believe me, I know it because I have fallen into it too. I'm not perfect. We all fall into gossip. We all fall into the game, the blame game at times. And it's not comfortable. You know, that's more of a habit than anything. It's just kind of like, I, I think, trying to think where I heard this, it's another um, spiritual teacher who said there's an instant gratification to the blame game and to being critical. And I'll tell you what, it's not satisfying. It's one thing to be honest. It's okay to be honest and authentic. But when we're in that space of impatient anger and frustration, which is human, of course it is, it doesn't feel comfortable. It's not really where we want to be. I would wager most of us want to be on the bridge. If you had a chance to participate in a mutual awakening versus a pitched battle, choose. You could say there's no hope of that. Well, then you've just let go of hope and you've got let go of love too in the process because love is more powerful than any fear. Love is miraculous. Love matters. Let's reflect upon love this week and what we can do to show more of it. We may be called to some pretty challenging things in the week to come. We don't know what awaits us if you're in the United States. It's just a week. There are other things going on that are very challenging in other parts of the world. It's not all about us, but yes, there are things that are important here. And I'll tell you, the best path that we could possibly choose is to not lose sight of love. Don't lose sight of it. Keep holding its hand. Even if you have to close your eyes and be led Buy it through the darkness. Don't let go. Don't let go. Unconditional love is what binds us together. Unconditional love will literally take your hand and hold onto it and not let go. It never lets go. Let let night even see. It never lets go. It's infinite. And if we can be in that space of trust, there's a word for you, trust. Even a trust that defies all of our understanding. Simply trust. You know, I'm going to ramble on here and over time. Trust is a pretty important thing. I can tell you that, which is an understatement. And I'll tell you where trust comes into play. 
is sometimes things don't go the way that we expect. Um, We've certainly experienced that, all of us. And yet, if we trust that everything that happens is leading to the greater growth of all of us as souls to this world, even the adversity, and boy, there can be some pretty nasty adversity, that's for sure. But if we can trust that this is Everest, after all, and we are here for a reason, I've said before in the last show I said it, I believe fully my path of belief is that we choose as souls to be here for a reason, to grow. We are having a love versus fear exercise here on this planet. And the more that we learn about love through contrast, the more that we learn about love. Who are we, after all? What is love omnipresent? It's us. We may have blinders on. We may not be able to see it very clearly. We may have a hard time fathoming the enormity of what this is. But deep down... We are all essentially love because love is all that can ever remain. Love is all that is and there is nothing in this world that cannot feel the influence of love even though it may seem that that's not the case sometimes. Love touches everything. So let's trust in that. Let's make our choices based in that. Let's love our neighbors and think about the people that we know, that we care about. Let's think about them through the eyes of love. Not through impatience, through anger, not through fear, through love. It matters. It's everything. Take care, everyone. I will see you next time. Thank you.